Hey, y'all, Brody Swisher here. Welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast brought to you by OnX. Hey, if you're here for the first time, I want to say a special welcome to you. This is the podcast bringing you the other side of the story. We are glad you're here for it. And this week, we are bringing you a unique story, something different, a little insight into a new technique for recovering game after the shot. You've maybe used a tracking dog. Maybe you've used lighted knocks, tracking device on your arrow, all manner and means of finding your deer after the shot. But now there are some guys, dudes in Ohio, using drones for deer recovery. The Drone Deer Recovery Crew. We're getting Mike Yoder on the line this week to hear what it's all about. Is it something that's uh, effective? Is it legal? Is it ethical? Using drones to recover your deer. Are they dead? Are they alive? The drone will tell you all about it. Let's get Mike Yoder on the line. So, Mike Yoder, you are, tell me, kind of the, the backstory on this operation. Uh, I assume this is your baby you started, and it's kind of your deal, or what's the word on it? Yeah, so, um, drone deer recovery is mine, uh, but there is a guy that kind of gave me a couple pointers uh, from Wisconsin. He's been doing it for three years, but his uh, branding and marketing, I don't know, he probably didn't want to be this big, yeah. uh, kind of stayed on the down low, but, yeah, this is... Uh, I'm Mike Yoder. I started drawing deer recovery, and it's uh, it's an absolute crazy horse trying to get the thing tamed down. Yeah. Well, it's like anything new and different, and, oh, man, it's revolving around, you know, the number one critter that the country loves to hunt, you know, and a species yeah. that everybody loves. And it's that's the beauty of deer hunting is, is it's a year-round deal. I mean, you can have other, you know, things you hunt, waterfowl, turkey, and those are people – you'll find people very passionate about those uh, in that season, in spring, in, in waterfowl yep, season. Yep. But deer, as you know, consumes, you know, hunters all year long. You know, they love it. And yep. so anything that comes up that's new, that's exciting, that's different, uh, man, people would love to see and hear what it's all about. And that's kind of where we came along with this. Uh, when we saw uh, drone deer recovery come through and the guys pass it along to me, I thought, my gosh, this is something that it's cool. You know, we've seen people using drones over the years and stuff, but to recover game – with that is is kind of a new concept but uh, oh hey. yeah dude it, it's it's an absolute game changer i mean uh i you know i i try to uh convey that on the videos but until you see it in person it is just nuts i mean every search that i'm doing i'm usually having a, an audience there looking yeah. over the shoulder but yeah. well know. that's cool and i saw that in the, the first picture i think it's on your website the first picture i saw just kind of as a screenshot look like maybe from your drone panel or your camera panel and i didn't and you see the the animal down there you know from the bird's eye view and i thought man as soon as i saw that i was like that's cool you know that just just kind of puts that perspective in your mind and you can kind of see it firsthand and so that was a that was a cool thing so i can definitely see what you're talking about when you when you let guys see it firsthand you know the excitement that could get into that and just just the opportunity yep. that's there you know it's kind of like what we've yep. all said before i know Many times and, and many years ago, before there was such a thing as a drone, and you know that you know the average guy could get in their hands. I remember thinking years ago, thinking, "Man, if I could just get up and see, you know, if I could just climb up in this tree yeah. to see what's over there, or you know, get a yep. better view, get up, a, you know, so I could look down on the, you know, that's that's the kind of thing I've you know we thought about in the past, you know. And here yep. it is, it's happening, yep. it's reality, and you guys are you guys are doing it through your operation there, so. Hey, before yep. we get too far into what you're doing with this, tell me kind of your backstory as far as when you, uh, how you got started as hunter and what you do and kind of your passions as a hunter. Well, I uh, 
I grew up Amish. It, it, when people ask me that, I, I usually have to go back to my roots. So yeah. my uh, my roots are Amish, and hunting has always been in uh, our family. Yeah. Uh, my dad wasn't a hunter, but all my uncles and grandpa and them, they were hunters. And, um, yeah, loved hunt. I, I loved a video as well. I I'm a, I was uh, a cameraman for Jared Scheffler, Whitetail Adrenaline. Yeah. I did that for seven years. Okay. Um, and as far as, like, my passion and uh, flying, I started when I was about 18 years old. I um, got my pilot's license and was a private pilot, am a private pilot, okay. did a lot of flying. RC, I've been flying RC since I was probably... 12 years old got into drones i have another tree care business that i I run and i use drones there to do some video stuff and i was talking with a a a friend of mine one day at at his house about drones and he's like yeah i've hired a drone to come out and inspect a roof for me because they use it uh on big commercial buildings where if they have a leak the insulation holds the heat longer than everything else does Mm. so they identify leaks with that and I was like, yeah, I thought about buying a thermal drone to, uh, you know, do find deer. He's like, I think it'd work. Yeah. And I started into it a little slow. I didn't want to go all in right away because I didn't know what the community's response was. Bought a cheaper drone, 7500 bucks. tried it. And, yeah, let's just say it didn't work with that amount of money. Yeah. And uh, went to an outdoor show. The community's response was insane. I ran out of literature there, and I was like, okay, I'm going all in, and started it. And, yeah, it's just been going nuts ever since. Yeah, very cool. Now, you work primarily, your home territory is the state of Ohio, is that correct? Yes. You know, I mean, I, I've had requests all across the country through the website sure. for us to, you know, come out. But we, my... Um, I only know Ohio's legality right now. I'm lawyer here, and we've done a lot of research on what is allowed and what isn't. And, uh, yeah, I I haven't stepped into other states as of yet. We're working on it. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So tell me the process then. Let's just kind of go through the process of this. You've got a hunter that has has shot a deer and – just, just start with that. They're going to call you. They're, they're maybe they're not sure. Maybe that's just your, you're their first step. Yep. Uh, how, yep. do, how does the so, process work? Yeah. So they they call me and I I usually ask them um, a few questions like, you know what, what broadhead were you using? Was a mechanical fix? Uh, or right now we're in gun season here in Ohio, so I I don't know that the gun matters that much for me. But uh, if it's a bow, I want to know if it's a if it's a mechanical or a fixed blade and was what was the deer, you know, was it quartering two broadside? What type of shot do you think that you have? Yeah. And then ask them a little bit more. Uh, did they trail them? How far did they track them? Did they jump them? So on. And then pretty much here's the deal. I do every deer. Like I'm going on a deer right now that it's like some people probably wouldn't even do it because the guy said that he shot him last night. Look for him this morning, can't find an air, doesn't have blood. So it's like, oh, mm. gee, I'm going to go on something, you know, that I have no, nothing to go off That's on. Right. But I, I want to give the hunters, you know, an opportunity and yeah. help, try to help them in any way I can, even if I think I won't be able to find them. Yeah, making the effort. Um, so, yep. So they, uh, you know, I, I go through those questions and I determine, like, in my mind, if I think I'm going to be able to find this deer again, I will probably go and look for deer that I think I won't find. 
and in the process of looking for the deer the hunters will get information that they've never seen before and almost everybody even if we don't find their deer um are happy with the service because of the information that they gather yeah very cool very cool you know so they get in touch with you and and start that and i mean as far as that goes do you how does it work as far as payment on the deal i mean i know that's what people wonder man you got this technology built in what's the cost how do you how do they pay do they you come out and okay pay so up front if, or they pay uh, at the end they, or how does if, it work if, if they want to find out more about a fees go to dronedeerrecovery.com we have a, a form there that if you're not from our local area because there's a bunch of amish in my area so they don't sure. really use use our online um, portal but if you're out of town you go to dronedeerrecovery.com you fill out the form to recover my deer it'll go step by step it'll send us a direct uh, text message it'll tell it tell you if we're going to be available to recover your deer and then i uh, i send you another uh, snippet where you um put your payment in and you 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 paid through the online portal and then if we end up recovering or locating the deer successfully there's a, another fee for that gotcha gotcha very cool and then what is cost wise as far as i mean how is it comparable to you know what are we talking about is it comparable to you know a blood tracking dog how do they differ i mean give me some of the pros i guess, and cons I, guess of- I don't i guess i don't know what they charge um i'm 450 to come out and look and then if i successfully locate the deer dead or alive it's another 100 bucks okay and i of course have mileage fees on that so sure um i don't know what dog guys charge but this is it's just a different a new way to recover your deer without blowing out all the other deer in in your property yeah um like last night i i searched 230 acres in like 50 minutes found multiple multiple deer and the hunter was like man this is nice because he's he never had to step foot in the property to you know track him and potentially bust out all the other deer that we ended up finding for him yeah absolutely so yeah so there's one huge uh, advantage i would say over a tracking dog is just just that when you turn a dog loose uh even on a even on a you know rope you are just that i mean you you're cleaning out some area man you can pretty much i mean i've seen enough of those runs to know that those deer it's a circus you know when you get yeah. there you got a dog and it's um everybody's running through barking sweating just the whole deal you've got quite the yep. disturbance with the use yep. of a tracking dog so your situation you can go and fly over and and you minimize that disturbance you're you're seeing what you All need right. to see from your truck without ever setting foot in there, and then and then if you yep. if you need to go further, you go further, and if you if you you know see that there's nothing happening there, you can you, you've got no disturbance in the in that area in that property. It's oh so, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and the and the, oftentimes people ask if if the drone scares the deer, and, and it definitely does not scare the deer. I'm I'm flying a big enough drone that I can fly high enough that um, it's not bothering them. If you are trying it with a small drone and you don't have a big enough camera, you can't zoom in to identify if that's your deer or not. So with our camera setup, we can zoom in like crazy. I can, uh, like a day daytime search, what I'm doing right now, I'll be able to fly 500 feet. I could probably do 600 and easily see if it's your deer or not. And the deer will never know that there's a drone out there. 
Wow, that's crazy, man. So tell me about the cameras yep. on board. You've got multiple cameras on this thing. I mean, you're talking infrared. You're talking zoom yep. lens. What all you got set up? Yeah. So I got uh, on on the one drone. We would have we'd have infrared. We got zoom. We got uh, a wide angle and a uh, FPV. So we're running four cameras all on one drone. Uh, FPV is to see what is around us at all times. That is uh, running and then we got wide angles zoom lenses up to 200 times zoom uh and then if we're searching at night it, it'll be uh infrared as well yeah very good tell me about i know one of the questions you get and that was kind of one of the first ones that popped up when we started talking about this was just early season leaves on the trees what's that look like is that doable how does that work for you uh, it's definitely doable with the uh, um, leaves on the trees, just a lot harder and takes longer. So if I would, okay, so right now, uh, a search that might take me 10 minutes or 20 minutes with the leaves on, it, it could take me 40 minutes, maybe an hour because I have to, I just have to do it slower because yep. um, I'm, I'm trying to find holes in the canopy and, and every canopy has holes. It just takes different angles to, to find, find them. Yeah. And uh we're looking for a small blips uh, of heat, and if we find those, and we zoom down through that hole and see what it looks like. Gotcha. Very cool. So that's doable then on the early season as well. Very cool. Oh yeah, it, it's definitely doable. It just takes longer. Um, it it's not preferred. I, I would much rather sure. search this time of the year than I would early season. But in in our area, uh, it's really only thick for about the first two and a half. Um, three weeks yeah right right that early season gets on pretty quick and yeah yeah yep. opening up so very good and then you talking about just success i mean i know i'm sure you've had people man you you guarantee you're gonna find my deer which is a crazy question for anybody you know for any method that's a crazy yep. question because it's yep. just not yep. that's not you know it's just not doable to guarantee something like that um how is your success though as far as what have you seen? I mean, as far as this goes, I mean, the success rates, or if you have such a thing in place. Uh, okay, so I, I'm not, I'm not basing it on a success rate uh, because I'm looking for every deer, like this deer that I'm going looking for right now. Do I have high hopes of finding it? No, but I still want to give the hunter some patience uh, by us coming out there and giving him some type of hope that we are potentially finding this deer. But what I do tell people is this, if your deer is dead or if your deer is within 400 to a thousand yards from where you initially told me that you hit him or tracked him to or whatever, if he is in that area, I am so confident that I will find him. Yeah. I, I can't guarantee you, but I am so doggone confident that if he's there, I will find him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yep. But cool. my thing is this is, I am finding a lot of deer for people that um, are hit, but not dead. And that's something that I think, you know, the dog guys with experience, they can tell you, you know, I feel like this deer isn't dead. But now that you can see it, it's just people are like, wait, I hit him there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you, you told me you hit him, you know, back here, but it's actually all the way up in the neck. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, that, that's just a, that's a revelation that a lot of people take hard to find, you know, it's just that, you know, they come away thinking, man, I mean, you've heard it a million times. I'm sure we all have, 
Man, it looked yep. good. It's right behind the shoulder. I think it's a double. Yep. I think it's a double lung, man. It looked like double <laughs> lung, and then double lung turns into you know hiney, you know, and it's like you yep. got the arrow sticking out his backside yep. Yep. and yep. Yep. or the neck. Yeah, and, so I'm I'm, I'm going to release a video here uh, probably in the next couple of days on the channel um, that I oh my gosh I did seven searches in one night and I believe that four were alive. Mm. that I was literally looking for and only uh, a few two or three were actually recovered um, mm. and what happened on this one we're so confused because you'll see it in the video this deer looks like it's hurt big time yeah. and we drop a pin on him we're like he'll be in that big tall grass in the morning well he went back there and tried to find this deer and this deer is gone I mm. went back and I was like dude I gotta find this deer back yeah. Could not find the deer bag. And all we can come up with is coyotes ended up jumping him just mm. before he died. And that adrenaline through his body, he just went in a straight line and who knows where the heck he went. Yeah. Wow. That's yep. crazy, man. Yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk legalities for a moment. Cause I know, you know, again, when you start talking infrared, you know, start talking about cameras and, and any kind of Intel like this, there's that question of, where it's good and i know you and i have discussed a little bit on the phone just the, the state of ohio the state of ohio is is your home that's what you know and you've done a ton of research on the legalities to make sure you're in the right and doing right yes and, um, and so i want to let everybody know that you know beyond ohio this is you know this is where we're talking about and what you do and the service you provide everybody's got to deal with their own do their own due diligence for the state that they're in you know yeah but yeah. as far as what you're talking about how does that situation look? Because I know we talked about if, if you go in and you find an animal that's still alive, you've got to kind of watch what you do and how you handle that because you've got to be sure you're not using a drone to find animals, alive animals. You are looking for a dead carcass. Is that right? Yes. I'm, my uh, whole goal is to, to, to locate a carcass. Um, but oftentimes these deer are alive. And we've talked to the state. We've had meetings and, and tried to figure out, you know, what is – what does the state um, say about going after a deer that has been hit? And as of right now, and I'm sure that's going to be in the three next three to four years, there are no laws written currently about pursuing a deer that is hit, that was located um, with a drone. Yeah. So um, like I was talking on another podcast, I think it comes down to each individual hunter has to police himself on what, what is ethical? What should he do? Like, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Okay, so, yes, I don't think you should use a drone to go out and find a deer and then go shoot that, shoot the deer. Don't think sure. that should be done. But but if you hit a deer and, it, and it's injured and it's in pain, my opinion is to be an ethical hunter, I, th- I think you should do everything you can to try to go in and, um, you know, hit him again and try to take him out of his misery. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. But some people don't think that's right because that deer, you know, he's still trying to live, and and now you found him. Why go in and and try to put another one in? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So it does. It comes down to ethics as far as that goes at that point. And uh, hunter ethics is a huge thing. We all learn in hunter education. You know, there may not be a law written about it, but you've got to use your best judgment. Who wants to see a deer that's lame, hobbled up, that's that's hurting, and then ultimately ends up uh, as coyote food and and you know whatever when we could have finished that job. So. You've got the service yeah. and the means to to help a hunter finish that and complete that job. If yeah. um, you know if it's 
uh, doable in that situation in that particular part of the state. And so, how many counties yep. would you say you serve with your with yours, or you go all over the state, or? Uh, I'll go all, all over the state if somebody is, you know, willing to pay because it gets a little pricey once you start putting the mileage in there. Sure. Uh, I think the farthest that I've gone as of right now uh, was two and a half hours uh, one way. So, you know, we're, we're doing five, uh, five hours round trip. Um, I have an airplane, so if somebody's, you know, way down in Cincinnati and, and they're, you know, wanting me to come down there, I'd probably just hop in the plane and do it instead of drive myself there. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And again, that obviously that gets uh, the mileage and the travels all figured in and part of it. So it gets yep. it gets it can get pricey as far as that goes. Uh, but again, yep. man, I think as we've all seen, people are willing to pay when they realize they've got a potential trophy, the buck of their lifetime, the buck of their dreams is potentially out oh, there. Yeah. And so, 100%. guys, are, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, what they're spending just to get an opportunity, you know, to put an arrow in one or put a you know a bullet in one, it's like. They're crazy not to spend, even with mileage. Let's say you end up being seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. It's like, yeah, but you know, you spent thousands on your food plots and hunting blinds and your bows and everything, and now you get this opportunity to to put, you know, a hit on a a, a buck that you want, and you're not going to pay seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. You know, if you're far off from my area, yep. it just seems crazy to me not to invest that money, but. You know, to each their own. They can they can do with their money what they want. As hunters, we spend thousands of dollars. Man, you look at your, just your bow alone, fifteen hundred, two grand for a bow. You've got your yep. lease. You've got your uh, food plots. All the stuff. We'll spend five to eight thousand dollars. We don't think about it because we're bits and pieces here and there and all the different things. But we'll spend tons of money, thousands of dollars a year in pursuit of one deer. Yeah. And yep. then when it comes down to finishing the project and, and completing the deal we've got a wounded animal out there sometimes guys get a little bit stingy and they're like oh i don't want to spend a couple yeah, hundred dollars yeah. for this well, or you know i don't want to spend you know four true? or five hundred dollars for for you know recovery it's like my gosh dude you've spent thousands to get to this point why not finish the deal yeah and get it recovered yeah what and can can you just give me your opinion on what why do you think that we are like that like is it just because we we're like okay you know it's just not worth it or what yeah, I don't know. It is. It honestly is a thing. I don't know if it's a pride issue, if it's a, um, if it's just man, I ought to be able to. You know, I went to hunter education. I'd be able to blood trail this thing and track this thing. I'm I'm going to be an inferior hunter if I have to call in a dog or, you know, call in some yeah, help. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know, or whatever. It's, I think it may be a pride issue. There's the only thing I can think of as being a pride issue. I don't want yeah, somebody to it, come, and, and 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 know that I shot a, a huge buck and I lost it. You know, it's, it's yeah. just a gamble. Well, and, and I think that that I think that's why our YouTube channel is doing as good as it is right now. And all our social media platforms. It's like these stories that we are telling um, haven't been told. Like yeah. it's about the big ones that have been hit that haven't been found or, you know, I mean, yes, it, it's not a cool thing. Like to have to pull, call a, a drone in to recover your deer. But, dude, it's another option. Yeah. Like if you're spending this much, why not spend, you know. A few hundred bucks and see what you can find even yeah. even if you end up not uh finding the deer yeah well you know you look around you, you're in the deal social media and outdoor tv you've done that both all we ever have seen and we've just been we've grown up knowing that big buck walks in pro hunter shoots it and and you see the success stories that's all you ever see yep. is the success yep. Yep. and we've we've been 
guilty of not showing the other side of the story, showing the deal where, you know what, I, agree. I didn't find it. I didn't, you know, hit it bad. Nobody ever wants to tell you that they hit it bad. So we've, we've, yep. been, we've been, you know, guilty of hiding that. And so when you're seeing, like, your YouTube channel blowing up because now everybody's realizing, hey, this is the other side of it. This is the other side of the story. This is the reality is that it happens. We all know what happens, yep. but now somebody's finally yep. showing it and we're seeing it firsthand. And, yep. and so people – People know that they, they can relate to that. Hey, man, I've made some bad shots. I've shot them in the gut. Yep. I've shot them in the butt. You know, different things. Yep. And so that's going to always be popular. And, and it's a cool thing, man. What you're doing. So tell me this: How do guys and gals get in touch with you? Where can they find you to, to use your service or find you to see what's going on and watch your videos and just kind of follow along in your journey? Well, yeah, they can uh, go to dronedeerrecovery.com is our website to uh you know check out whatever we got on there we we try to do episodes that we're putting on youtube we put that on there a service you'll get more information on the details there and then on youtube instagram uh facebook tiktok drone deer recovery pretty simple um check it out we're putting a lot of time and effort and money into producing our videos. There's some on there that's just me shooting on my phone, but yep. we are uh, we're trying to keep the production on the upper to you know tell these stories the way they should be because there's some legends out there like these deer that are getting hit and um, recovered with drones. I think that it's important that those stories get told as well. Yeah, yeah, very cool stuff, man. So if you're in Ohio area and you need help recovering a deer check these guys out and then if you just want to follow along that's that's what i'm going to be doing following along from here in tennessee and just kind of following their journey what they're getting into really really cool stuff so be sure to check it out mike i can't yeah. thank you enough I, for your I time i want to say one more thing yeah yeah Sorry. absolutely if, if if people are wanting to you know get into drone deer recovery we are going to be uh we're putting together a course it's an academy that will teach you everything you need to know to to do this in your area okay and we're also going to have a like an a, elite package where our attorneys and our whole team will uh, get you set up what you need to get uh, get this in your state so if anybody has interest in that make sure to check it out on our website dronedeerrecovery.com and sign up for the academy there very cool man absolutely we'll be looking forward to it and again following along in your journey best of luck to you guys i appreciate your time today mike have a good one Hey, thank you. All right, a big thanks once again to Mike Yoder for his time for this podcast, man. Just some really, really cool stuff. When you start looking at the world from the bird's eye view, from the drone, seeing what you can see, and just taking that different approach. But I want to hear from you. Is it something that you would utilize? Is it legal in your state? Do you think this is an ethical means of going after critters? And what would you do in that situation where you've got an animal that's still alive, maybe it's wounded, Maybe it's wounded mortally. Maybe it's just kind of over there limping on one leg. Would you go back and would you get that bow? Would you get that gun and go back in there? Or would it be an ethical decision? You say, no, I can't ethically or maybe even legally go back and and take this animal out. So really cool stuff. Get you thinking on what you would do in that particular situation. I think I know what I would do. I'm not going to say it right here for everybody to enjoy, but here's the deal. That is a hot new way to recover game, and I think we're going to see more and more of it. As Mike said, they're expanding opportunities, and you're going to start seeing it showing up across the country. Mike's in Ohio, but I promise you this thing's blowing up across the country. So be sure to check those guys out, Drone Deer Recovery. Really, really cool stuff from them. Please spread the word this week. Tell your friends and family about the Hunting Roots podcast. We hope to see you back here next week. Shoot straight. God bless.